Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show for the week of April 24th. This time we welcome the heavy metal rebel himself, Kaz, on the Roman Show, who will be in action, uh, part of the Ring of Honor card, and also, he is the basis of Vex Temper. He joins us to talk about their latest, newest album out right now. This plus much more on the Roman Show, which starts right now. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Lido. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Lido. We're going, Lido. GNC, we're going. Tell me, go. Control, go. 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 We are going. Network, go. Covering. Go. Capcom. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hello again, I'm your host, Rodolfo Roman, alongside my co-host, Mr. George Alonzo, the dashing one. It's another episode. We welcome Kaz of uh, Vex. Temper. Of course, we know him because of Ring of Honor, but he's also the basis of this great band, which really perform heavy metal music, uh, a lot of 80s feel to it, but really cool stuff. So we get to talk to him about the band's new album, and, and a little pro wrestling, of course. Of course, he'll be in action at the ring, upcoming Ring of Honor card. But uh, George, how you doing this weekend? I'm doing fantastic, enjoying my um, my Christopher Daniels dedicated... Sour apple martini is actually very sour, but I'm enjoying it. Why is it dedicated to uh, Christopher Daniels? Because of course it's the fallen angel, man. He's the new ROH tag team. Uh, I mean, sorry, world heavyweight champion. You know, he's. Uh, this was a long, long time. You know, till he finally won that championship. He's been with ROH since day one. He finally wins it, like about, what, two, three months ago. And I'm dedicating this martini to him. Well, absolutely so. And we actually get to speak to Kaz about Christopher Daniels winning the title for the first time. And, well, he gets a little emotional about it, but we'll talk to him in just a few. All right, let's get some of the messages out of the way before we get things going. Mark it on your calendar, May 19th. At the Pembroke Pine Civic Center, Titan FC returns to action. Jose Shorty Torres versus Sharapov, who will be in action this week. Parkat Sharapov, they will be going at it toe-to-toe, one-on-one for the title. Jose Shorty Torres, of course, is just phenomenal. He's undefeated in his professional career. And Parkat uh, Sharapov, of course, has been raising a lot of eyebrows with some great, great action inside the cage and these two will be squaring off on May 19th so get your tickets right now at Ticketmaster.com or visit TitanFighting.com for more information also you want to make sure if you want to heal yourself head on over to Fire and Ice Spa that's Fire and Ice and Fire and Ice Spa located in uh, Davie and in Coconut Creek and you can check them out on FireandIcespa.com George have you ever tried Cryotherapy? Uh, it's amazing, man. 
You know, I'm a top class guy. I've tried everything from masseuse to doing my nails to martinis to everything. And the only thing I have not tried is cryotherapy. But now hearing it from you, I'm going to go ahead and try it for the first time. Well, you have to do it. So uh, shout out there to our friend Lauren. Cryotherapy, check that out. And uh, fireandicebot.com. Check out the website for more information. And wear it before, during, and after training. Athlon Rub. Rub it on your body and you'll feel brand new. Check them out. Athlonrub.com is the website. Okay. Well, now that we've spoken, George, it's time for that moment that we've all been waiting for. We skipped it last week. I know you were a little bit hiatus, but it's time to open the Dashing Ones Inbox. You've got mail. All right, so this message comes actually from Mike out in Kansas City. He wants to know if a movie is a good first date. Okay, Mike, I'm going to tell you as it is. If you're ever going to go to a movie as a first date, let me give you the movie to watch. It'll be starring your girlfriend and me an adult film known as in, in George's Pants. That would be a good first date because obviously you don't know where to take women. That's my advice to you. Send us an email and Mr. The Dashing One, George Alonzo, will give you his personal tips on love life, job, whatever you want, career. Info at com is the email to send us your Inquiries, and the dashing one himself will answer it right here on the Roman Show. All right, it's now time to talk some pro wrestling in reality check. And now it's time to give you a reality check. Well, George, first and foremost, we had a packed weekend here in South Florida as a two independent promotions at great shows. ICW had a show, a CCW had a show, uh, and now we have another one coming up on May 13, FE uh, Fighting Evolution uh, Wrestling, FEW, they're going to have a, a great uh, show up in uh, Coral Springs, they're going to have names like Adam Rose, again, returning, the Headbangers, uh, the Spirit Squad, Angelina Love, Moose of Impact Wrestling, so you want to check that out at uh, Coral Springs, uh, uh, high school and uh, JB Cool, of course, will be on that card. Local wrestler and, and, and definitely putting some great action in, uh, in these cards, George. He really is. Well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I was able to uh, attend one of their live events up in Orlando uh, for a wrestling party where I got to sit down with uh, Sin Bodhi, I got to sit down with Crime Time, all thanks to Mr. JB Cool. And as a matter of fact, you know, I'll tell you straightforward. All these shows that JB Cool throws has full, full of energy. Uh, you know, this coming show on May 13th, known as May Day, is definitely no, you know, no different. It's going to be full of energy. You're going to see some great Florida legends from the Snake Master of Dean all the way up to the Spirit Squad, who was just shown on WWE television not too long ago. So you are going to be jam-packed and, of course... Ticket is worth 
the price. Trust me, you do not want to miss this. Angelina Love, like you were mentioning, Spirit Squad, uh, Adam Rose, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Make sure you're there. Yes, sir, and check them out on uh, on Facebook, Fighting Evolution Wrestling. Uh, that's F-E-W Survive. That's the uh, fan page there, and it's at Coral Springs High School, May 13th, 7201 West Sample Road in Coral Springs, Florida. Ringside is only 20 bucks. And uh, 15 bucks general admission. You can't go wrong. And if it's uh, kids under five, you answer free. All right, George. Lots to talk about here in pro wrestling. Uh, by the way, check out the great interviews we have with uh, Gunner, Sam Shaw. Also, we have Jake the Snake from uh, the previous week on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash ourromano201 or on our website, theromanshow.com. George, what's that? You're welcome for the 13,000 views just because of how many people tuned in just to see this dashing face. All right. So, now, talk uh, some pro wrestling here. <laughs> By the way, you can uh, listen to George every week on uh, Wrestle City Radio at 6 p.m. every Monday. You're welcome. Crazy Steve has left Impact Wrestling and has now signed with the WWE. George Crazy Steve was a, a pretty good character persona in Impact Wrestling. He made his impact in uh, in uh, in that promotion. And now coming to NXT, but but it seems that we're having a lot of crazy people lately in WWE. You know, you Bray Wyatt, uh, you have Sanity. Um, what's going on with this? I, I don't know, but it, it, it seems to be an ongoing... I guess you really is catching the attention of the WWE Universe. Uh, to be honest with you, we like different. You know, we like, uh, we're not, I guess you could say that the WWE Universe are, is getting more attracted to the uh, crazy, uh, we don't know what to expect kind of, you know, person than from your average day, hey, I'm coming out for the save superhero. You know, Crazy Steve was, in my opinion, one of the most talented guys of the, the team of DK. And, and by all means, if it's really true that he's coming over to the WWE, that's a huge, huge win for the WWE because he's a great talent, both on the microphone and inside the ring. And personally, I would love to see what happens if Crazy Steve does make it to NXT. Knowing that Sanity is running the ship there, I would love to see what they do with him. Now, do you think he'll keep the name Crazy Steve? I, good question. I'm not sure. Because, remember, WWE is all about that, that kind of situation where they like to brand their guys, own their things, you know. Uh, like, from what I understand, I think Samoa Joe was, like, one of the last people that they were going to hire to keep their name, per se, uh, from the independents. Because WWE likes to own the rights to these characters. So, I really don't know if they're going to bring it back by Crazy Steve. But... If he does show up, don't be surprised if the name comes off different. Maybe the character is even different too. But personally, I would love to see Crazy Steve come back as the same character. I don't care if they change the name. Yeah. Well, that's easy to say. But another person too that's been rumored to have signed with the WWE or is about to sign with the WWE is Mike Bennett, who was also part of Impact Wrestling with his wife, uh, Maria who was also back then part of the WWE and was actually a, a Divas champion at one point. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that rumor has been going around for, I think, uh, two weeks now, uh, where people are saying, hey, Maria uh, and Mike Bennett both signed WWE contracts and will be going straight to the SmackDown roster, uh, you know, 
And so far, I haven't heard any confirmation from WWE.com or seen any confirmation. Uh, I've just read the same things everyone else has read, you know, about, hey, they signed. Well, George, over the conversation on TM, TMZ Sports, he invited UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley. And um, one of the things that they discussed was, as you know, in um, Hollywood, The Rock and Vin Diesel allegedly had some beef between them both. And uh, they asked Tyron Woodley who would win in a fight. And he gave his opinion. Apparently, Woodley was at a party. Vin Diesel grabbed him by the, by the shoulder. And uh, Vin Diesel told him, I will destroy The Rock. None of those words, but something similar to that. So Woodley said that Vin Diesel, if they were to go to the toe, Vin Diesel would come out the winner. What do you think? Do you, do you think The Rock or Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel really would come to I'm, I'm going with The Rock, and I'll tell you later. But what's your opinion? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't even want to pick a winner of this. There's too much testosterone in that damn darn thing. Uh, like it, it's the you got two muzzle heads who are going at each other for God knows what reason. They're both in tip top shape. You know, Rock is in probably the best shape you've ever seen him in, and Vin Diesel is a, is another guy who constantly works out. So you, I don't really know who to pick as a winner in that situation, nor do I want to pick a winner because the it the fight is pointless. It, it's very very pointless, and I like I've even seen memes where. Hey, these two should fight at the next WrestleMania. Please don't waste our time with that. Come on, why not? It would it would be so great to have an entertainment. I know it's not going to be the best of things, but I mean that'd be great. Vin Diesel, Rock, think about McMahon will make so much money off that thing. No, Roman. People want to go see good wrestling. Okay, people want to see some great entertaining matches. Sure, we get enough with the concerts. Okay, with the the concerts that we get every year, WrestleMania, and some people walk out of it, some people don't. But at the same time, you know, don't give us something like Rock and Vin Diesel, please, because it's pointless. People have been wanting to see. Look, I guarantee you this: if you put Rock and Vin uh, and Vin Diesel in one hand, and you put in the other hand, let's say Ronda Rousey, to throw it out there, or even better, let's say Conor McGregor. I bet you my bottom dollar people will rather see Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor at WrestleMania than they would like to see Rock and, and Vin Diesel. Well, we know that would never happen because there's a male and a female, but I got would love to see The Rock and Vin Diesel. Even if it's just Vin Diesel taking a clothesline, that, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, again, I'm not mean, I didn't mean that, by the way, by saying Rousey versus, versus McGregor. I meant to say, hey, would you like to see their appearance at WrestleMania? Or for them to do something at WrestleMania. I guarantee you that will make them a lot more money and a lot more attention. Even if it was a special cameo. Especially for Conor McGregor. Let's, let's be honest with each other there. But but on top of that, it, I really don't think it's much worth for Vin Diesel and, and Rock. I really don't think so. Well, we'd like to hear your opinion. Who will win in a fight, an actual fight, Vin Diesel or The Rock? I got my money on The Rock. Of course, he's an actual trained athlete. Not to say that Vin Diesel either isn't. I mean, he trains, he works out, but it doesn't mean you can fight. Yeah, The Rock has some sort of, you know, he has that football background. I don't know if you, if you learned or, or, or studied any martial arts, but this guy's a, and, and I don't want to say about the, the physical look because really, in the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you look. So The Rock, of course, is huge compared to Vin Diesel, but I, I think I, I, The Rock has that edge. 
you know, Vin Diesel's more about the show, the look, you know, that, that to have that body of action here. That, so my money is on The Rock, in my opinion. But McMahon, book it. WrestleMania 34, Vin Diesel, The Rock. You will make a lot of money. And it'd be great. You go promote Fast and Furious 100 or whatever they got now, right? And you book them in a WrestleMania match. How, do you know how much money both Fat, the Fast and the Furious franchise and WWE would make? I'm telling you right now, if they sign that, I will be one of those in the bathroom. <laughs> all right, well, let's get something serious here. We all saw the uh, trailer for the China documentary. China, of course, passed away last year. And they were filming a documentary about her, how she was overcoming all these, uh, these addictions that she had. Well, the trailer came out, and, and I, I, I have to be honest with you, uh, George, it's pretty sad. Uh, and the mother came out and voiced her opinion about the trailer, and she's pretty upset because, according to her, it seems like the trailer is portraying the, the, pretty much the downfall of China, which I would agree with her. It, it does look like it's a down, downward spiral of China's life. But let's be honest here. You know, the lady suffered, God knows what, mental disorders maybe, she had an addiction, and sure, it, it might not be pretty. And, and the mother thought that this documentary was going to be how she was turning things around in her life. But let's be honest. The reason why she died, you know, it's not like she just had something, um, a disease or anything like that. She basically killed herself with all these addictions, these pills. So, in a way, George, fine, I, underst I understand the mother's side. She doesn't want to see her daughter in the way that they're portraying her. But in a way, George, she could be possibly saving someone else's life. You know, someone else that's going through something like that could see that and say, hey, I don't want to go through that. Uh, I don't know, because here, here's the thing. I get what you're saying. I get that kind of like lead by example. But at the same time, don't lead by giving just pure negativity, because China is a person that set the tone for many, many people in this business. And she was a role model as well. And we are seeing more like a self-destruction uh, documentary about her than more of a, hey, I helped so-and-so achieve so-and-so. You know, that, that, so I understand where the mother's coming from 110%. Now, uh, I will say this uh, in this sense. I don't know why... They don't. They could just leave these people alone, like as far as. But George, they were working on this documentary. She had agreed to let this thing out. Okay, but the fact is, is that this was when she was alive. Now again, people are taking advantage of a person that can't stand up for themselves. They're gone. What can they do? You know, now it's like, hey, now I'm going to take advantage of everything I can. You know, she agreed to it, blah, blah, blah. So now guess what? We're going to make her look bad. We're going to do this. We're going to do that, blah, blah, blah. Why is it every single time someone passes away, you cannot just let them sleep? It, it's like the whole situation with like, to give you an example, uh, this baseball player from Miami Marlins. Uh, you know, yeah, thank you. He, he, he died, what, uh, two, three months ago, four months ago? In October. Yeah, so, and they're still talking about it till this day. They're still investigating it. The guy's gone. Let him sleep, okay? It, it's, it's, whatever happened, happened that day. You know, that's it. 
it's, it's done. What are you going to do? Oh, and find something out and arrest him? He's dead. I, I understand you, but you have to, I mean, the thing was recorded. She wanted it out. Release it. And, and again, it, it's, it's a sad situation. It's a sad story. You basically see the downfall of China, but look, at the end of the day, it's reality. People go through this, and again, maybe someone will see that and help them change their lives. So you never know. Yeah, I guess uh, you never know, but but we'll, I guess we'll see. But one thing that I will stand up against is that last scene in the entire uh, the entire trailer, and it really really disturbed me a lot when you that that final scene where you see I think one of the agents knocking on the door saying China, China, and you could tell that was the the part where I guess they found her unconscious inside her her apartment or something that should have never been what are you doing recording or even reenacting a scene that no one should even see let's admit something her mother's going to watch this her family is going to watch this documentary just to see hey what are they doing to, to our daughter to our cousin to our sister to our anything and just the fact that they added that into the documentary that is just wrong very wrong. It, it's that reality. It, it's a, it, it is what it is. So let's wait and see uh, when that documentary is released. I think it's going to be very controversial. So we'll keep our eyes peeled to that. All right, George. Well, coming up next here on the Roman Show, we have the heavy metal rebel himself, Cass, who is the basis of Vex Temper. He'll also be going at it against Cody Rhodes, George, at the War of the Worlds in Philadelphia. And that is going to be on May 14th in Philly. Cody Rhodes and Kaz, one-on-one going toe-to-toe at War Awards. By the way, that, that's a sick card, man. You got all these people coming from all over the world, from Japan. Um, and, of course, Ring of Honor. Uh, Christopher Dennis is going to be a part of that. That is on uh, May 14th in Philly. So we talked to Kaz, of course, about Vex Temper, the new album, which is currently streaming right now. I just actually listened to it uh, the other day uh, via Spotify. But you can purchase it. And you can listen to it on streaming uh, on, on all your your, your uh, areas of iTunes or uh, Spotify and whatnot. So check it out, Vex Temper album out right now. Coming up next on the Roman Show, Kaz. And by the way, this weekend, don't forget, Fort Rock will be taking place in Fort Myers starting this Saturday and Sunday. So that's the 29th and the 30th. You're going to have Papa Roach. Uh, Soundgarden, uh, The Offspring, so many great names. You don't want to miss it. We'll be out there covering the event. So as we talk some heavy metal with Cass coming up next. By the way, did you know that Cass was a big fan of Guns N' Roses? No, that's something new. Hold on, let me take a sip of my sour apple. No, I didn't. Well, listen to the interview. He'll tell you more about what he likes. Coming up next, Cass on The Roman Show. Monster Energy Fort Rock returns to JetBlue Park April 29th and 30th with Jeff Leppard and Soundgarden. Also featuring a perfect circle, Mastodon, Chevelle, Papa Roach, Caesar, Three Days Grace, Alter Bridge, The Pretty Reckless, Highly Suspect, In This Moment, Nothing More, and The Return of the Offspring. 
Monster Energy Fort Rock, South Florida's biggest rock experience. Over 25 bands, two days of nonstop rock and roll. Tickets are on sale now. Go to FortRockFestival.com for GA and VIP tickets, hotel options, and more. Fort Rock, fueled by Monster Energy Drink. Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. You've seen this man, uh, of course, in the squared circle at Ring of Honor and in another, another promotion. He's also been part of the show here as well with his good friend, Mr. Christopher Daniels, the ROA's champion. But now this man is stepping away for, well, he's not really stepping away, but he's, we're going to know him from another uh, area on stage as he is now part of uh, Vex Temper, the basis of Vex Temper, none other than the heavy metal rebel himself. Mr. Kaz, how are you, sir? Welcome to the Roman Show. How, how odd it is I'm not talking to you about pro wrestling. I'm talking to you about music. But I'm there, and I'm happy to talk about uh, both wrestling and music. as always two my, uh, my passion. It's good to be here. So the album came out, Doom Engine came out. It was released actually in April, April 7th. You can, kind of, you can check that stuff out right now on uh, Spotify or your favorite digital store. Uh, I've had the opportunity to listen to some of the tracks, MPH, Brass Knuckle, uh, Justice... Hell's Fence. One that got my attention, to be honest, Cass, is uh, Dead Roses. You know, you had like a little intro with that heavy metal, dark type of voice to introducing to the music, which you don't really see that much often in, in nowadays. Yeah, man, that uh, that song it starts off with just a little bass melody intro and spoken words, um, and uh, the way that song kind of came together, it just it just sounded better when kind of spoken kind of in the eerie fashion that it is instead of sung. And uh, it's very, very unique. Like you said, you don't, you don't hear it that often. It's just a very different song. has a lot of dynamics to it. Um, and that song kind of came together one evening up at our singer's house, and we kind of got that one knocked out just over the course of one evening and really just kind of organically came together in a really super cool way. You have seven tracks uh, in Doom Engine. How, how many tracks? You know, it's kind of sometimes hard for bands to decide what's going to go on, a tr- on, the, on the album, what's not going to go in there. Was that was that pretty challenging as a group? Well, I mean, to be honest, we, we could have probably put 10, 11 songs on this album. Um, it's just, you know, we had, we've been working so hard so long really getting this album made and we've gone over the recording process and start and stop so many times just because of various reasons anyone that's recorded music kind of understands how difficult the process is um that we decided on these seven songs either these were the ones that we kind of had been playing live and that had really, really honed and had sounded the way we wanted them to sound when we decided to uh put the album out and actually sit down and record the album and honestly, we got impatient. You know, we just we we gone over the process so many times, and when we finally did it, we just picked these seven songs. But going forward, we certainly already have three to five songs in the holster that are ready to pretty much be recorded as we speak. So, uh, yeah, seven songs we thought was good. We thought it was just enough. You know, not too much. The album tops off at about forty-five minutes, and we thought that was a good start for our first album. So, Kath, on a personal, which came first for you? When did you start started picking up uh, the, the the guitar, the bass, or or started really finding passion 
uh, in music. Was that before pro wrestling or vice versa or something else? Um, well, I mean, professional wrestling uh, as, a, as a fan, uh, I guess, came first. I mean, I always had a love and appreciation for music because there was always music played at my house. Um, there was always, you know, anything from, uh, you know, uh, Rolling Stones and Frank Zappa and Led Zeppelin and uh, Jimi Hendrix and Elvis Presley, the Wayland Jennings, Johnny Cash. And, all types of things, but you know, I really just uh, I really gravitated gravitated towards wrestling when I was about seven years old, and then when I was about eleven years old, uh, Guns N' Roses really hit, and that's what really got me into hard rock. That was my gateway band. Um, but at the same time, always you know was still obsessed and loved wrestling, and I actually started playing bass guitar in about nineteen ninety five, which was three years before I became. Uh, a professional wrestling student. I started wrestling in 1998. And, you know, the wrestling career kind of took off and I always played music and um, always jammed with buddies, but got very busy wrestling, so, and that was obviously what was making me money. So, you know, playing music was kind of put on the back burner, but it was always something I loved. It was always my passion. Um, and, it, you know, it's only been in the last couple of years that I've been able to really take it a lot more seriously and to uh, finally get it to the point where I can actually put on album. You know, as a pro wrestler, you have a pretty hectic schedule. you got to travel all over the place. And also with music, so how do you, how do you juggle that? How do you, you know, stick with a band, you write music, uh, hit the stage, and go on the square circle itself? Well, right now, I mean, you know, I, I try to take advantage of my schedule and live on it, um, which can be hectic at times, but there's times that you know, I'm lucky enough to have a week or two off in a row uh, and the time I'm at home and the time that I'm not spending with my family which is my number one priority I try to fill that, that time with, with all that simple related stuff if I'm not rehearsing with guys or creating new stuff I'm you know, on the phone with people that are doing merchandise for us uh, uh, you know doing interviews to try to spread the word or I'm uh, doing stuff related to booking gigs, so I'm just really, really passionate about that. Try to fill my time away from the ring, doing that, and I'm uh, just really trying to hustle, man. I, I'm just really, and I'm really liking it. Uh, it's sometimes draining, but but you know, you only live once, and you know, I think everybody needs their song to be sung, and uh, and uh, that's what really what I'm focusing on right now is just filling up the time away from the ring with that type of stuff. I think it's that you should as many as possible so you talk about your own personal music and you written some of your own music but let me ask if you were to particularly write one song for one wrestler and it could be anyone who would it be and what type of song do you think your band and yourself would create wow um that's an interesting question uh the tough uh, one <laughs> Ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> I said it's a tough one because it's hard for me to, to even answer that on top of my head really about the music. <laughs> I'll exclude myself and Chris Daniels because it would definitely have to be someone uh, you know that kind of kind of has that that heavy metal vibe to them. Um, you know, somebody that has you know, maybe a bit of a darkness in their persona. Um, you know, uh, trying to think of names that come to mind right now. Um, I honestly don't really know. It's a tough question to answer. Um, yeah, I don't know. And selfishly, I'm right now thinking about writing, 
music for myself. Uh, yeah, man, I might have to get back to you on that one. That's, <laughs> no uh, worries. Great question. It's a tough one because I don't, you know, I often, you know, I don't, I never sit down and write music for a particular person or a particular thing. It's, you sound sort of the subject matter is all over the place, so it would have to, uh, it would have to be something that kind of is close to home. Well, well, for you, I remember I spoke to Jimmy Hart, who wrote actually some of the theme songs for some of the pro wrestlers back in the 80s uh, in the WWE. And as you, as a writer, as a musician, if you were to write a song for for, for a wrestler, what do you look for? What inspires it? You know, what's going to give the riff? What's going to give the beat? And what is some, something particular that, that you could put something together that every time that person comes out, boom, you know, this is a song that, that's going to remember uh, the fans and, you know, give them a pop. Well, I mean, writing the song Get Addicted, which is the song that Chris Daniels and myself came out to, I knew I knew just the kind type of swagger and backbeat the song kind of had to have. Um, you know, I just knew, it's because I know our characters so well. I know Chris and myself so well. So I just kind of knew exactly, you know, what, what would, you know, the hook and just what would, what would work perfectly for us. I mean, really, you just have to look at how well-defined the character is and like what, you know, what about them, uh, you know, what elements you can pick out about them that kind of, that kind of uh, would translate into what music you're going to write. Like, obviously, for a wrestler like Dalton Castle, I'm not going to, not going to, you know, write some heavy riff and drop the tune because that, you know, doesn't fit that character at all. Uh, you know, you, so you have to look at, I mean, you look at going back to what I thought was the coolest interesting thing ever, the Ultimate Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's jacked guy, long hair, painted face. They put up basically a heavy metal riff, which mm-hmm. fit him perfectly. Um, same thing with Demolition back in the day. I mm-hmm. love their interest music written by Rick Derringer. You know, just that chugging riff and just, you know, just the minute those guys come out and you saw the painted faces and the leather and the masks, you know, that, that music just hit perfectly. So you just got to pick the part elements of the wrestler to put into the, into the music. And WWE has certainly done a great job of doing that over the years. You talk about Gun N' Roses. You know, last year is the first time they started touring in a long, long time. I want to get your opinion. Axel Rose, you fit in for ACDC as the as the main singer. Did you manage to get to check that out uh, on a personal level? Did you get to see the ACDC with Axel Rose there? What were your thoughts? And the return tour, Guns N' Roses, which right now they're still going to be on tour, or they still are on tour. Well, I did see Guns N' Roses last um, summer, and I'm glad I did because I missed them the first time around when they were together as a band because I was a little bit too young and uh, they, like I said they were my gateway band and I loved them so I, I think I owed it to myself to go see them saw them last summer here in Southern California I thought they were phenomenal uh, Axel's energy was just off the chart and Slash's playing that just goes without saying is, is outstanding and just what a show I did not get to see them with um, I did not get to see ACDC fronted by Axel mm-hmm. I have been lucky enough to see ACDC in the past fronted by Brian John Pinnett ACDC is awesome, you know, just, just the consistent band, just the constant. Um, and, you know, I was a little uh, trepidatious about Axel fronting them when I first heard about it. And after listening to a lot of live tracks, he did a great job. Uh, you know, it's, it, those are some tough shoes to fill. Um, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know all the reasons behind Brian Johnson's exit. I know there's problems with his hearing, which is unfortunate, but I think there's more to the story. Uh, you know, I, I really, 
I know they plan on they plan on doing so, but I mean he put so many put over thirty years in that band, and I don't think people should just write him off just because. Uh, but but you know having said that, I think Axel did an outstanding job. And, you know we'll see what the future holds for these I hear. Yeah, I was a little skeptical myself, but I got to see them, and I got to tell you, he did a great job. Axel did definitely step up to the plate. Another another wrestler that that has been pretty big in, in the world of rock is Chris Jericho. Have you man? Have you seen him live in person by any chance? And uh, uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's obviously an inspiration to someone like me. I, I know Chris. Him and I go back and forth and share texts about music and stuff when stuff happens, and you know, talk about each other's opinions and ask, you know, hey, did you like this? Did you like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, and Fozzie's uh, last two records I thought were, were really good. Um, and he's, he's a great front man. Obviously, he's, you know, he's got the showman aspect of it down. He's very charismatic. But on stage, mm-hmm. same thing. He's on the internet, but he's in a Fozzie show. They, it's a party. It's a rock and roll party, which is awesome. It's what it's supposed to be. And he's, uh, he's, you know, basically a groundbreaker for someone like me that, you know, that it was, you know, told, well, you're just a pro wrestler. Well, you know, I don't think anybody has just won anything. You know, you could do whatever you want in this life, and he, he certainly proved that. And like I said, he's kind of blazed a trail for someone like me. And, and I get asked about him a lot, being that, you know, we're both musicians and we're both wrestlers. And, and you know, there's a lot of similarities in the two. And right now, at the level I'm doing it, it's, it's very fun. It's, you know, it's almost reminding me of my days as an indie wrestler, basically going and setting up the ring and tearing it down. And, So when are we going to see Vex Temper on the road? Or are we seeing them on the road? Are you going to be part of any of these big festivals coming in the summer or the spring? Uh, well, I mean, we got a gig. You know, but right now we're just doing gigs locally where we are. Because, you know, in addition to myself, before the guys in the band, we're all just working class kids. You know, those guys are all working men and family men. But, you know, we try to gig as often as you can. we got a gig coming up uh, this Saturday in Banning, California. Christopher Daniels have dominated the scene in the tag team uh, division and then across promotions. When you guys went to ROH, Christopher Daniels, you know, uh, wow, what a what a what a what a guy this guy has had in a career. When he finally won the championship, you on a, on a personal level as a friend, looking at him celebrating, what was going on through your mind, and why did you guys celebrate afterwards? This is a guy that that's been waiting for years, uh, and finally, you know, he can he can hoist the belt up and he's a champion uh, individually. Well, I've said it in the past that, you know, when he won the title in a small way, I felt like I wanted to just because I was, I was there with him and I've been there with him every step of the way pretty much over the span of, of my career, which is, you know, coming out of the 19 years and just knowing him inside and out, knowing how hard he worked and how, knowing how, how very important this was to him. I don't know if people really can ask how important not only pro wrestling, but Ray Mata specifically is Christopher Daniels and, uh, just how much it meant to him. I mean, I'm sure a lot of guys win their titles 
are very happy, but you know, I think maybe looking back, they probably take them for granted. I guarantee Chris Daniels will never take this win or this belt for granted because he's very proud to be the champion. Um, he's very humble to be the champion, and uh, I cannot think of a more deserving competitor. And uh, that night, you know, it was pretty low key. Actually, it was late. We were in Vegas, so you know, we did, you know, we did go um, grab some food and you know had a few beverages with some with some close friends and some great conversation and stayed up probably later than we should have. But uh, it was a uh, certainly a memorable night and one of the most memorable nights of my career. Okay, well, I want to thank you so much, man, and sharing some of your uh, your thoughts here about music and well, any are you a big fan of any of the metalcore bands or any, any new bands that you look out that in your opinion? Fans should, should should you know let's give a give a listen. Um, there's there's not a lot of new music that I'm a huge huge fan of. Um, you know, new music to me is stuff that you know people are kind of just hearing now. Mm-hmm. That um that uh you know that's been out for a while, but you know bands like the the Mastodons and mm-hmm. the and the Voivods and stuff like that. I think really cool and Ghost. And, be a really cool band out of Texas called Scorpion Child. I'm digging, but yeah, very much, very kind of, kind of old school. And it's my old school thrash metal and hard rock. And I, I haven't really gotten into the subgenres of like grindcore and deathcore and Swedish death metal and all that. It's you know a lot of a lot of hardcore stuff I like, like Jostin and um, like the new Overkill was really cool. But yeah, I'm not really into. Um, into like the you know those really kind of weird subgenres of metal, um, at least not yet. But I'm always willing to to listen and keep it open mind. Well, guys, thanks so much, and uh, hope to see you out there on stage and of course in the ring, uh, part of Ring of Honor. Check out Vex Temper. Uh, you can listen to it on Spotify or purchase the music at your favorite digital musical uh, store. Thanks so much, Cass, for your time. Oh, you're welcome, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, George, we're back here on the program that you heard at Kaz talking some Vex temper, not pro wrestling, although we did talk a little bit about it. But check out the album streaming right now on several streaming services, including Spotify, or you can purchase it on iTunes. That's Vex temper. And watch out for them as they might be visiting your town. So check the performance live. George Bellator has been on a signing spree. They've been signing anyone that they want. Uh, they signed Roy McDonald, uh, of course, who was a top contender in the UFC. He trains with George St. Pierre. JSP actually said that Roy McDonald was going to be a champion in the UFC. That's not going to happen. But nonetheless, they signed the great names. The next person they just recently signed was. Valerie Latinor, she fought uh, Joanna, the strawweight champion, in a very, very competitive fight. So these guys are just signing away. Uh, Ryan Bader's another guy that they signed. Of course, the UFC is the pinnacle of mixed martial arts. I mean, it just it is what it is. They have the best fighters of the world. But Bellator just keeps on signing and signing. Now, some of the signings that they do, for example, Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader just wasn't the same Ryan Bader that, with, that was in the UFC. He's lost his edge. Put him in a battle tour. He has more of an opportunity of winning a title. But Viacom, which owns 
uh, Bellator, of course, has that money to purchase anything or invest in anything they want. Do you think this is a good move, George? This kind of reminds me of WCW when WWE and WWF were letting go of these old timers, right? Who have who have run their time, and they just started signing everyone around. Kevin Nash's, uh, the Hogan's, the Flairs, they just started signing away, just signing away, and of course, we all know what happened at the end. Yeah, I, I guess it's one of those cases that uh, it, it's a desperate move. It's the best terminology, I guess, to put it, because it's it's a desperate move in order for them to find themselves as equal as a UFC, to for people can tune in. Uh, kind of like what... But here's the thing. You cannot blame the business move. You can't. You can never say, hey, you're doing wrong, because every businessman will do it. It's what they do to survive in a very, very tough world. So basically, is it a bad move? No, because everything's worth a risk. But basically, in this case where Bellator is signing people left and right, just like WCW did, like you mentioned, it's worth the risk. It, unfortunately for WCW, it came out wrong, but maybe Bellator makes it different for them. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. All right. Well, the next, it's a big rumor going out there on the internet. Of course, we don't know what the outcome is going to be within this Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. We're still waiting if that fight will eventually happen. In fact, you know why it went on um, one of the programs is Snoop Dogg. You know, that's the rapper. He has his own little talk show, and they asked him what his thoughts was were on uh, a fight between Connor and Floyd Mayweather. And Dana White didn't really pick and choose a winner, but said that Mayweather would get hit by Connor McGregor. But that's another topic. So, Tyrone Woodley, who we just talked about in the other segment, in the pro wrestling segment, uh, has been rumored that he might face Nick Diaz for their welterweight title. Now, this is a very fun fight, and I'll tell you why. Because... Diaz is an exciting fighter. His mouth just goes up and up, and I'm just talking all this this stuff that's really exciting. He is now off the hook after he was let go because of the smoking marijuana, but I would like to see that fight. It's entertainment. Tywin Woolley has been fighting. Uh, Wonder Boy Stevens Thompson, he already fought him twice. He won already. Get that over with, although the first one was a little bit controversial. But that's it. It's done and over. Let's put Woodley and Diaz go toe-to-toe one-on-one, and I see some excitement. Now, one thing unfortunate, George, there is no MMA, there's no UFC, there's no Bellator. Uh, there is glory fights this weekend, but all I can tell you is head on over to uh, the UFC Fight Pass and watch some previous fights because pretty much nothing out there this weekend, unfortunately. Well, yeah, that's where you get the, the streaming stuff, like the, the UFC Fight Pass. Uh, to entertain you for you UFC MMA junkies, you know, like I, I'll be honest, I'm a WWE junkie, or or and sometimes I'm an MMA junkie, I'll admit. But basically, uh, that's where these streaming services come to play, and and uh, yeah, it's almost like they're taking a break, which is very rare. Uh, but for the fans, by all means, UFC does offer you that that other service, so. This is your part rock opportunity, right? Yes, sir. All right. Well, coming up next week, we have Jessica Aguilar on the program. She will be coming up. Uh, she will be part of the upcoming pay-per-view uh, for the UFC in taking place in Texas. And later on, 
We will have the number one contender for the heavyweight title, and that is none other than Junior Dos Santos on the program as well. He'll be joining us here. So stay tuned for that on The Roman Show. Again, we are always live on the website, theromanshow.com. Also on our social media accounts, at The Roman Show uh, on Twitter, and on Facebook and Instagram, Roman Show Media. With that being said, we'll catch you next time here on The Roman Show. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard.